and welcome to episode 41 of Checking the Gate, a film and religion podcast where every month we look at another movie and TV show and evaluate it for its religious content. I am Robert Wright Stasco. And I am Michael M. Patty. And what are we looking at today, Mike? Well, this is my own fault um, <laughs> because uh, Robert said this is every month, but it's actually been a little while. You know, real life got in the way. Uh, we apologize. Yes. Uh, but we decided at the end of the last recording to do a Cheese Fest episode where we would look at the reboot of a film we did previously. That's how long we've been doing the podcast yeah uh we did the remake of left behind this time starring nicholas cage and uh one tree hills chad michael murray and uh in tv corner we were going to do ad the bible continues but then it got canceled and was not readily available to watch so we picked another cheesy show the amazon prime original hand of god starring ron perlman yeah it was it it was a difficult week for us and yeah. difficult morning. We did we did something we we don't often do. We we just finished watching the movie uh together and Mike came over and we we watched it on Netflix. So, at, you know what? At, at least we didn't have to, you know, rent it from Redbox or anything. Yes. At least no money changed hands. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you and we were watching with my son Christopher and what were you guys joking around like you wanted to ask um, Netflix to give you your eight bucks back. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, that's, let's let's just just this month, just October. You know, we'll try again in November. <laughs> just like a credit or something. Okay, so you know, I don't think we actually did this before. We talked about it a lot when we did Fireproof. We we talked about. I don't think we actually we did we did fireproof in the original Left Behind in the oh, same episode. Oh, that's right. That's we, right. We had a right. Kirk Cameron episode. That's right. Instead yeah. of a TV corner because you it couldn't was... really do Growing Pains as a <laughs> religious <laughs> show. Yeah, it was it was so bad. I sort of wiped it from my memory. But uh, yeah, because we were we were watching this and being like, was that part in there? Was that it's, part? Yeah. We were trying to compare it to the original. Yeah, we were so trying to. Com- and I, I haven't read any of the books. There's apparently sixteen of them. Which I'm sure astounded us back when we did the first one. <laughs> yeah, it was um, equally baffling. And but and there was there's even more. There's like a whole series of there's like Left Behind the Kids. There's like thirty some books in that series. That's not part of the. I I I thought there was a s- book called Left Behind the Kids. Yeah, it's not part. That's not part of the original. Oh. That's a spinoff. Wow. Yeah, it's like sort of like the the young. The Young Jedi Adventures in the Star Wars oh, books man. are kind of like their own little series. So Nicolas Cage is going to be continuing to make these movies for the rest of his career. Uh, apparently not. No? <laughs> uh, did you see uh, how low on the all-time box office list this movie is? No, I did it, not. It tanked pretty badly. Ow. I mean, even if you look at just the um, box office mojo... They have a listing of like the top 100 Christian movies or faith-based movies. Um, the ones at the top are, let's see, the very top is Passion of the Christ. Then you have the three Narnia movies, and then it goes down from there. And uh, this one is still around the bottom. I want to say is like 70s or 80s. Wow, I, <laughs> it's still on the list, I, but just barely. I I dare say this movie was better than Passion of the Christ. <laughs> you think so? Yes, because it wasn't quite as earnest, I think. Passion of the Christ had more... Wow. Um, This movie was made to, I think, 
entertain fans of the book and get a message out to you know yeah it was preaching to the choir but it was it was mostly you can tell they were trying to make it a, a little more give it a little more mass appeal than yeah. than say fireproof or courageous or god's not dead it, passion, it, passion of the christ was made by a zealot for himself yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think I don't think Mel Gibson makes movies for anybody else, does he? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. But uh yeah, this movie, yeah, it was they, they were really going for the popcorn factor. It's, it's okay. And, uh, we, and we, the we, message, the message, it did have a message, but it was very simple. It was like repent before it's too late. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I remember or, I, or I, else or else your kids will disappear mysteriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, did they, we did we look at the leftovers? We did. We yes, did, we did, we did the first which, episode of the leftovers, was, and that was this movie was not quite as much of a bummer as the leftovers. Oh yeah, um, well, but they still harp on the missing kids a lot in yeah. this movie. Yeah, that was my biggest complaint. I mean, le- Left Behind. The, this movie was okay. It, it it had it had some star power. Uh, um, Chad Michael Murray was on Agent Carter, which was one of my favorite new shows last year. Uh, technically, this year still, I guess, because it started in January, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this year. Um, so I know him from that, and not yeah. really One Tree Hill. Uh, Leah Thompson is in this movie. Spoiler alert for about three minutes. <laughs> uh, and. And it's it's now 2015, and she looks nothing like her makeup from Back to the Future Part Two <laughs> yeah. would have you believe. This movie had quite a star power that we haven't. It had seen. a little more star power than the first one, yeah. More than more so than some of the other faith-based movies, yeah. You know, more than TV's Kirk Cameron. Yeah, um, well, I have this article that I saved from May third. 2012 it was called Christian Films Find Fans at Multiplex. So a little bit at, of alliteration at least there. until this one. Yeah. Oh well, well, they had high hopes for this. So uh, here here's a, a quote from the article by Corey Bennett. It, it says, "Over the last five years, independent Christian movies, defined as films with overt proselytizing, <laughs> okay. we talked about that. Yeah." So, um, <laughs> have been among the most profitable independent releases across all genres. Several faith-based movies from major studios, films with redemptive messages or Christian characters, have also reaped larger-than-expected profits, causing the big studios to take greater notice of the market. So where they talk about The Blind Side and Courageous, October Baby, Fireproof. Let's see. Uh, Cloud 10 is targeting... 25,000 screens and is aiming to land a name director and star actors for the new Left Behind film. Well, they got halfway yeah. there. Was Cloud 10 Productions one of those production companies we saw on there that we didn't I, recognize? You know, I I don't remember. The, I, yeah. They went by and you said, three companies I've never heard of. And Okay, yeah, the movie was slated for 2013. It, it, it did, came out, 2014. 20, yeah, yeah, it came out. I don't know what, if just so, it was a scheduling thing or or yeah, what. The 16-book um, series, hugely popular in the Christian community, but largely unknown outside it, follows people battling with their faith during the apocalypse. First, Christian and children ascend during the rapture. Then an antichrist rises in the form of a United Nations dictator. 
uh, Van Heerden sees the one of the guys who was producing it uh, sees the remake less as a Christian parable and more like a mainstream end of the world flick like Armageddon. Yeah, I yeah I think that's that's what they that's, that's what we got. Yeah. Take away all of the references to God and heaven once they figure out that it's the rapture and it it's really just we gotta land the plane. Yeah, we're running out of fuel. We're running out of fuel. Yeah, the rapture was. Uh, yeah, it was a a cheap MacGuffin for the movie. Yeah, the movie is not about the rapture. The movie is about landing the plane that Nicolas Cage yeah, is flying. It's a, a disaster movie where the rapture was the disaster. Yeah, but the movie ended up being the disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, I I kid I kid it it wasn't that bad it wasn't it, it was, had it had production value it did there there was some CG in it that wasn't too bad yeah it wasn't there was one scene where I groaned at the acting it was just like one there just, were a couple scenes where yeah. I groaned at the acting there well the one I groaned the most at was uh, the two stewardesses at the beginning where she was oh yeah the one was asking about her affair with Nicolas Cage you mean you and him. Not yet. It was, oh, <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. It it was like you know the the local theater production, you know. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, I mean Nicolas Cage, he he wasn't he wasn't cagey enough in this one. He was, no, he that's because it was PG. He was a he little stone faced yeah. and yeah. low key, and it wasn't fun. And you know the uh, yeah. it, it's like all the other. Two bit players. Well, yeah. they did. They did have a, a cameo. The guy who played um, the guy the, from the Blind Side yeah, was the, one of the, the passengers. Player. Yeah. Um, and and, of course, he gets raptured. And and he was sitting next to uh, the little guy who was in the Brain Trust on Scrubs. Yeah. Yeah, and he well he had probably the biggest role. In he the was. Movie. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he had more screen the, time the, than Nicholas Cage. Yeah. But, oh, it's kind of funny when you think about what I said. The the little guy had the biggest part in yeah. the movie, it, and he got upset. And the, the character was getting upset at all the short jokes. Yeah, it was you know, I don't know. It was which which seemed a little. There was a lot of stereotypes. Yeah, there was, there was a Muslim, uh, a lady who lost her daughter, uh, an Asian guy who was a, the smartest guy on the plane. Yes, and he was, but he was also a. Um, a conspiracy nut. He was like, "It's aliens," you know. We we actually thought at one point he said, "I'm not saying it's aliens, but but it was aliens." But he said, "Well, I think they got abducted," is what he said. But we, yeah. we were we were too yes. busy. <laughs> never miss up a uh, never miss an opportunity to to reference the guy from Ancient Aliens. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it was, this movie left it wide open for yeah. us. And yeah, the um uh, the good old days when we watched entertaining shows like Ancient Aliens. I know. <laughs> What happened? Uh, We're going to say, remember the days when Ancient Aliens was on TV? That was, uh, we lived for that. But yeah, this movie, oh my goodness. Uh, It wasn't the worst movie we've seen. No, that would probably be fireproof. What do you think? Yeah, well, I kind of think it was Noah. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I want to look at a list. I want to look at a list of the stuff we've talked about. Let me fire up ye olde checking the gate app and i want to go through it really fast and not take up too much podcast time um calvary that was that was pretty good um oh god's not dead see that's how that was only that was earlier this year and i've already forgotten about it yeah that might 
That might be number that two might for me. Be, yeah. That's number two. Only for me. only because it had slightly better actors in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Exodus was okay. Oh God and Highway to Heaven. Those those weren't bad. Uh three <laughs> October thirtieth, not even almost a year ago. Three reasons you should not see the Christploitation film left behind. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't that day. bad. It wasn't that That's bad. That's when I'll release the episode. Yeah. Look, On the thirtieth. Yes. Look at look at our post yeah. from exactly a year ago. Yeah. Well we, we jumped on we jumped on the bullet for it. Well the reason I wrote that is because they were really pushing this movie. I mean, I got an email from um, a Christian music website saying, wow. go out and see go out and see it today. And wow, I was like, they obviously hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, and I was like, maybe it's because I read this article where they talk about how profitable these things are, and it's like they're, they're turning these things out to e- exploit an audience. There's a specific audience. Maybe they should like, have exploited a like, little more. It's maybe like, that was the problem. Well, I think people had, had started to see... Well, you know that doesn't work because the War Room came out, and that one did pretty good. That one, that one just came out like a a month ago, a month and a half ago. I remember God's Not Dead did really good. Yeah, and and that movie was terrible. Yeah, do you think maybe God's Not Dead is pretty high on the list? That's like in the top twenty, I think. So. Do you th- do you think the problem was that it was more of a disaster movie and? It, it wasn't sledgehammery enough. I, I think maybe it was. I think maybe it was. I think people were like, what's Nicolas Cage doing in this movie? And not really, you know, they didn't look at it like, you know, the Sherwood Pictures films like like uh, Fireproof and Courageous. And I think they did a War Room too, but I'm not sure I didn't look at that. But, you know, those are the ones that are specifically made by Christians for Christians. Um, October Baby is another one about literally, abortion. Literally preaching to the choir. Yes, yes. And so when they try to make a mass appeal movie with a title people might be more familiar with, it doesn't work because it's more mass appeal. How how dare they try to get non-Christians to see this movie? (laughs) Yeah. Or why get non-Christians to be in the movie? Who knows? I I mean, we've had this conversation before where, you know, I think that God could work through anybody because he's God and he doesn't speak to just Christians. Uh, you know, like look at the work of uh, Joss Whedon, and uh, when we talked about uh, Firefly and the character of Shepherd Book, he had more good things to say about faith and religion than most you know Christian uh, film writers would have put in their movies. And Joss Whedon is a self-proclaimed atheist. So, hey, I think God's still using Joss Whedon, whether you want likes it or not. <laughs> I don't even remember doing Les Mis now. March of last year. That was That's, a good one. That was I, I like I, I like Les Mis. I like the movie. I yeah. don't remember talking about it. <laughs> Machine Gun Preacher. I remember that one. Ooh, that oh. one. That one's sort of in the middle. That, that one's, one's. I saw that on sale at Best Buy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, uh, like up by the registers. Yeah. Uh, Life of Pi. Yeah. Joya Noel. That. Yeah, it was okay. It was an indie film. The Riddick movies, I'm... <laughs> you know how I feel. Yes, I do. Hey, I have all seven Fast and Furious movies. And I know. I enjoy them. They're my guilty pleasure. Okay. Uh, you should probably... You oh, would like help. the second one. Vin Diesel isn't in that one at all. <laughs> I thought he was in at the very end. No, that's the end of the third that's, one. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, Hellboy and Contact are close together, and I, that reminds me, uh, John Hurt's cancer is in remission. Oh, yeah. well, you know, praise the Lord for that. Yes. I like John Hurt. He's a good, good yes. actor. I'm also worried about oh, uh, John Wetton is going through cancer treatment. He's, he's a singer and bass player. He was in, um, he played with Roxy Music, UK. Uh, he's probably most famous for being in King Crimson and Asia. You, know, uh, you he, just he use the, the words. You just use the words "famous" and "King Crimson" in the same sentence. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a prog rock geek. Um, well, he's he, he's in remission. Uh, he's going through chemo right now. He oh, had surgery, okay. So I'm still mm. keeping him in my prayers. A, a so. speedy recovery to him. Yeah. Because if if because another yeah. prog rock bass player just passed away recently from cancer, and that was Chris Squire from Yes. So yeah, I, I heard of th- I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was sad. You know so. And, you know, that was, you know, you, you you look at, like, all these great people, and it's like, you know, why why is there cancer? Why do bad things happen? And that was sort of like the the very, like, shallow disavowal of God in this movie, the, the, the girl's character. What was her name again? Claire? Claire, yes, the Claire character. She was... I think <laughs> she she got in an argument with a crazy lady. I'm making well, air okay, quotes. No, stop, a crazy stop. lady Christian. I, I need to I need to refute this. That lady isn't crazy because she was Christian. That lady was crazy because she was going off about the end times. Anybody yeah. you see in an airport going off about the end times okay, like that yeah, is yeah. crazy. Everything Claire said was rational and not anti-Christian in any way. Yeah, but a lot of. I could see where it, it's. I'm not saying it's anti-Christian. I'm saying it's just an old argument. It's an old argument that is, uh, you know, kind of easily. Yeah, but I mean, I guess for for uh, a theologian with a master's degree, I was, I was picking apart her argument as she was making it, and I was like, her well, argument not, was it's not. It's not that God valid, allows. Though. It's not that God allows bad things to happen. But that it's was the her broken world that we live in. That was her. That's her he puts, point. That's yeah. the point she was making. It's not God causing suffering. Those things aren't necessarily signs of the end times. Yeah. Well, I, th- I would disagree with you there i say they are signs of the end times but uh not necessarily we've had them for millennia exactly the world hasn't ended right, yet right but that goes to to show you that which strangely enough was the quote the bible quote that they threw up at the end of the movie it says no man will know the time or day that jesus will come in." here let's let's turn to matthew 24 turn in your bibles now to matthew 24 <laughs> All right. And and the argument can also be made if she was supposed to represent the, you know, anti-Christian view like the girl from God's Not Dead from the New Left. Oh, oh, that was then, she was awful. Yeah. She was in something else. I looked her up after that the fact. Was, she was in something else. I can't remember now what it yeah. was. But but, but this, yeah, she this, was a straw man. Yes, sort of, like argument. But this this, this is one a, of our main characters. Yeah. So I don't I don't believe the filmmakers are setting her up. Yeah. But, to be to be that. Yeah, but it was more. It was her role is a little more meteor. It was she had a more believable journey. I think of, of yeah. from from disbelief to. Well, maybe I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because at the end she's like, "No, it's gonna get worse." Like she, she believes, 
she might not believe that uh, God is doing this or that he, you know, is going to be the one who saves her. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not falling on her knees proclaiming Jesus as Lord, but she's like... She does go to church and finds the preacher there, the preacher who didn't get raptured. Yeah. Which also seemed like a, uh, a, to to use Christopher's word, a trope. Yeah. You know, (laughs) the the non-believing pastor. How many movies have we done where we've had a... Uh, yeah. Well, my there faith was, was shaken. Yeah. Well, I like. Sorry the the one the one thing I did like about the leftovers was Christopher Eccleston's uh, uh, priest or what, he was a pastor. I think. Yeah, he was a pastor. His his portrayal in that show. That I think it was like the third episode. I think it was the last one I watched too. <laughs> I only watched the first one, and that was plenty. Yeah. I only watched it. Uh, before we go any further, I only watched the first episode of Hand of God, yeah. and that, and the last fifteen minutes yes. at Robert's house, and yeah. that was plenty. Yeah, we watched we watched about the same. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll rip on that in a few minutes. Yeah. Well, here here's Jesus is talking about this, uh, here in Matthew twenty four the signs of the end of the age. It says, "See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, 'I am the Christ,' and they will lead many astray." And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet come. Okay? For a nation will rise against nation, the kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginnings of the birth pains. Okay. So when when the, the crazy lady in the uh, airport at the very beginning of the movie uh, assaults that... Uh, photojournalist she quotes that verse but she misquotes it and only like half of the verse and, she, and there will be famines and she says i think she says famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places but she doesn't have the part before that which says but the end is not yet come yeah and all these are but the beginnings of birth pains wait are you saying a bible quote was twisted yeah. to fit somebody's agenda I I can't they, they, believe that. I know they misquoted it to make it work in their script. Can I can I argue with Jesus for just a second? Okay. <laughs> even you even can try. In, <laughs> even in 30 AD, they had already had all those things for millennia. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about end of time views. Okay. So right. even among Christians. The the views are not they're not agreed upon. So this right because nobody knows what's going to happen. Right, this and, whole episode is pointless. Yeah, and well, Jesus said no one's going to know. Like, yeah, nobody knows for the the day yeah. or the hour. So why bother listing the signs? Yeah. Well, and he, he talks he talks a lot about it because he wants he like, he wants us to be ready because what. What other... But a sentence before, he just said you wouldn't be. Well, he said, be ready, be prepared, because he wants us to live life as he would. He wants us to to be more like him. And if if there's no other sort of motivation for that other than I told you so, you know, he's like, be ready because you don't know when the end's going to come, you know? It was like that episode of The Simpsons where... It, you know, Bart says, well, you know, someone's trying to convince him to, to you know, convert. And he's like, well, can I just wait until I'm almost dead, live live a life of sin, and then make a death patch confession? <laughs> and the guy says, yeah, you can do that, but we try and keep that on the down low or something like that. I, I believe you know, that quote has come up before <laughs> yeah, in a previous so, episode. <laughs> Probably in a previous rapture episode. Yeah. This so, is like our sixth rapture so, episode. Well, Christ is saying 
don't wait. Do things right now. And that that's that was like you said, it wasn't sledgehammered at you in this movie, but it was I mean they they dropped it here and there. It it's in there. It it's in there. And it it takes you an hour and a half to get to it. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's another thing. This movie is it, it was so slow. Yeah. It was almost two hours long and it could have been an the at least the Kirk Cameron one was better paced. I was actually yeah. entertained during it. Yeah, this one was so slow. I mean they, and it was a half hour into the movie and the plane didn't even take oh, off. It felt like actually being in the airport <laughs> where the first half hour of the movie takes place. Yeah. The, the Claire meets Buck and her dad in the airport. And it's a good 25 minutes until the plane takes off. Yeah. But uh, like I was saying before, there's different views on when Jesus is going to come again, how it's going to happen. And it's all based on, it, like this passage I was just reading in Matthew, um, there's uh, 1 Thessalonians 4 where they talk about uh, Jesus coming out of the sky. Those who are asleep will not be taken up before those who are who have not died yet. Everyone will be together and they will go up and meet the Son of Man in the sky because he's coming down in clouds. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. Um, there's also uh, some verses in, in Daniel. There's like the the very last chapter talks about um, the end times. I think it was chapter 9. Daniel 9 talks about um, like the 70 times 7. is like 70 years, I think, of uh, uh, tribulation. There's It's the, the desolation, that the abomination of desolation, which uh, Jesus alludes to in, in 24 here. So uh, Matthew 24. So there's, there's a lot about events that happened uh, during the time uh, like the Bible was written. And, and, and that's what the, you know, the, you know, talking about the, the famines and things, the rumors of wars that have come to pass, they've already come to pass. Well, no, that, no, that's, no. My, that's, my, in the, that's in the amillennial view. My only point was you can rattle off any kind of tragedy and oh, yeah. misfortune and call it a sign of the end times. Yeah. That was my point. Not yeah. that, well, I think not that the, the 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 signs of the end times had already happened. That wasn't what I meant. Yeah. Just that we've well, already had those things. So they yeah. keep happening. They, yeah, they keep they, happening. They aren't always. Yeah, and, and that that would be that would be important. Yeah, that would be a part of this a millennial view that there is not. It's not going to be like a literal thousand years, or it's like these things are happening. We're in the process of this, and yes, Christ will come again, but it, but in the meantime, I still got to go to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's not read too much into it, and that I might get in trouble for saying this, but this is that that's closer to what my view is. Is like, yeah, these things are happening. These are bad. Well, I think Christ put us here on this earth and gave us a purpose to do something about it. Like, like when the the big earthquake happened in Japan and New Zealand, you know, people were crying at times. Um, it was really bad during uh, Katrina, you know, when that hit New Orleans, and people were like, "Well, they deserved it." I would say that's a horrible thing to say. Yeah. But God was wiping them off or punishing us for this belief or that belief. I'm like, no, 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 no. These things happen, and then God calls us to go and help those people who are suffering, you know? It's when Uh, they all happen on the same day all over the world, and then big giant Jesus comes out of the ocean, and that's how you'll know. No, he's not going to come out of the ocean. Man. 
it's going to come from the sky. Did, didn't you just listen to uh. what I just read you? First Thessalonians 4. Go home and read it. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, even even in, in, in rapture, the, the, it, the rapture, you know, Jesus talks about, uh, in, again, in 24, let's see, for in those days before the flood, he's talking about Noah, uh, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving a marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, and one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. So the whole disappearing bodily thing is just from an this assumption. one verse. Yeah, from this one verse, and it you know taken yeah. that that means that doesn't mean anything about you know who knows what that means. Yeah. Who knows what that? Who's who's doing the taking? Yeah, it, well, Jesus I was, does. Jesus isn't. Saying, oh, you're right. I hadn't even. You're right. Jesus like, isn't saying yeah. that I'm going to be doing the taking. Yeah, the believers could be the ones that are left. Yeah. Hmm. So wait, the Bible was misinterpreted again. <laughs> <laughs> so so but, and, but traditionally, traditionally, yeah, that's how it's been looked All at. Right. Then um, he says, you know, because he goes on to say. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have left his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And he says this over and over again. Be ready, be ready, be ready. And you know, how do you be ready? Um, he gives some parables. And the, the most striking one is we talks about the separating of the, the lambs and the goats. And uh, the king will say to those, uh, starting in 34 of chapter 25, the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the f- foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and he gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and he welcomed me. I was naked, and he clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was <laughs> in prison, and he came to me. So he's saying, do the things I command you. You know, love people. Love one another as I love you. Do all these things, and you don't have anything to worry about. But if you're going to be like, you know, kind of Bart Simpson <laughs> and and sit and wait until okay I'll then you know I'll wait till I'm ready it's be ready and that was the message of this movie yeah. it wasn't sledgehammered but I th- I think there's a danger in in harping on it too much and it was alluded to in the movie and yeah I I was just about to say I I think you're quoting the Bible and like looking up old articles and as we've previously mentioned there's an article on our news feed about why you shouldn't watch this movie having now seen the movie i think we're giving it like way too much lip service way (laughs) way more than it deserves i do want to go back to uh the movie just for a second you mentioned the word naked and i couldn't help but notice during the movie that uh everybody leaves their clothes and possessions behind so does that mean that heaven is full of naked people (laughs) i'm not sure i want to go there (laughs) <laughs> if that's if that's the case, well, you know, at, at that at that point, if we're raptured up in heaven and God has totally sanctified us and cleansed us from our sin, then being naked won't be a problem. It would be sort of like he hit the reset button or back into the Garden of Eden when that didn't matter. Well, then, what is the parents' television council's <laughs> problem <laughs> with gratuitous nudity? Then we're not there yet, my friend. <laughs> we haven't been sanctified yeah. yet. <laughs> I can understand if it's like Larry David or Roseanne Barr that they're protesting, but not not beautiful women <laughs> or even men. Uh, equal opportunity, you know. 
Yes, well, well, I I think I think that that's one of the things that they they talk about in the movie about Leah Thompson's character talking to the Chloe character about how she's trying to hammer the Bible into her. I I think that's the, the exact metaphor they used. You know, laying the Bible on them too hard and yeah, and and that drives them away, which I I think was sort of the the downfall the fundamentalists you know of the the late 70s the 80s and even going into the early 90s and i think that's we're still feeling that kind of backlash against that that sort of like ultra conservative christian and i don't think it was poorly portrayed in in this movie i think it was you know because what what you said chloe was talking rationally it was it wasn't like i said it was an old argument but it wasn't a bad argument and um, where am I going with this? I don't even know anymore. So uh, I, 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 I guess I want to say it, it's it, it, it it's a little more balanced than some of the, the other Christian movies we've seen, or they <laughs> like anyone who disagrees with <laughs> like uh, every Christianity. Christian movie we've seen. <laughs> like if you're not Christian, you're yeah. growing horns and a tail, and you're yeah. carrying a pitchfork with you. you yeah, know? <laughs> you're either with us or you're against us. Yeah. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. So I have a question. Yeah, Leah Thompson was in Back to the Future. All, all three. Of them. <laughs> yeah. What if after the Rapture, someone invents a time machine? <laughs> okay. Okay. And goes back to before the Rapture. Okay. If they've converted, and they're there when the Rapture happens, will they then be raptured? You mean they were raptured already? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, they invent. They're they're left behind. And invent a time Nicholas, machine. Nicholas Cage okay. is left behind. Okay. After the rapture, he he devotes himself to the study of quantum physics and whatever scientific mumbo-jumbo you need to invent a time machine. Leaps himself back into, or takes a DeLorean, since we're talking about okay. Leah Thompson, okay. takes yeah, a yeah. DeLorean back to the day of the rapture to see his wife one more time. He has since, you know, he believes in, mm-hmm. obviously, because he saw it, he believes, he has faith now. He's there on Rapture Day. Does he get raptured with <sighs> everybody else? Oh, you're making my brain hurt, man. Okay, so <sighs> uh, <laughs> one last thing before we move on to oh, TV man. Corner now that I've made Robert's brain hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I don't know, because, I mean, if you go on Wikipedia, you could find, you could find uh, and I printed these up for our, our own reference here, the different ideas about the rapture. Uh, some people think, uh, you know, some will be raptured, and then Christ will come again, and they'll be raptured again. Okay. And, and there's like a tribulation that, that's talked about in... In Daniel and in Revelation, and some people think they're going to be raptured before, sometime in the middle, or after. And it's you know, it, people have started arguments and split churches over such beliefs. So you gotta, what is it with all of the rapture stuff lately? It's like the 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 zombies of Christian cinema, <laughs> it, you know. It, well, not just that. I mean, even you know, stuff with like with resurrection and. Which, which was canceled after two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> the Leftovers, which for some reason is still on. Yeah. You know, there's this preoccupation with the end times. Resur- Resurrection wasn't about the rapture, though, was it? No, but it was... It, it kind of had that feel at the beginning, and a lot of the stuff took place in the future. Remember we talked about it a yeah. little bit? Yeah. I watched more of it than you did. Yeah, I, I stopped after like two or three episodes. Yeah. I think I watched the the whole first season. 
and it was it 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 was leading more to like a, a scientific sort of conspiracy thing oh. where they were bringing people back. Oh, really? But uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't watch the second season, so I don't know where they went with that. Mm. But but how many like how many of these? There's been a rapture things. Have we? This is the end. This is the end. Rapture Palooza. The Leftovers, which was, I think, was part of... We did, yeah, a, sh- we did a whole Rapture show. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's The Leftovers, Resurrection. Does The Stand count? Yeah, I would okay. say. That's not really The Rapture, though. That's a everybody dying. Yeah, well, it's po- post-apocalyptic. Yeah, post-apocalyptic. Which, That's not The Rapture. That's not the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Um, does Red State count? That I, was, I would that, say it uh, does. That's about it. It doesn't really yeah. happen in the movie, but it's it, about it. It kind of does. Yeah. If, yeah. If you go by, uh, Mike, um, um, I was going to say Michael W. Smith. He's not a director. Kevin Smith's, <laughs> Kevin Smith's original ending for Red State. Yeah, the, it would have been about the rapture. <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel but, like we're forgetting one. Oh. The Left Behind, the original. Yeah, the original Left Behind. Oh, this is the end. We that, we said that first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I I mean the point is there's a there's been a bunch of them, all lately. Yeah. And I I bring up the zombies because everybody talks about you know there's never a, a zombie a zombie movie is never you know oh there's a little outbreak and it's put down and everybody lives happily ever after every zombie movie is the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Where you know the the zombies start outnumbering people and we can't control it. Yeah. That's kind of how I, I made the point. The point I was making before was it's the flavor of the month, and that's yeah. what a lot of these Christian movies yeah. are about. Tonally, it's it's apt as well, yeah. because it's the apocalypse. People have to learn how to yeah. deal. You know what? You know, there's a problem in, in the church, and it's that there's... Um, Just one? There, well, one of the problems in the church. Okay a lot of the leaders are aware of is there's not a lot of uh, godly men coming to church. The the females in the church far number the males. And a lot of females will say, well, your problem is because those few males are the ones who are running everything. But <laughs> but that's an argument for a different day. If you look at, like if you go to a, a bookstore, any bookstore, in fact, I took some pictures for you the last time I went to Barnes & Noble. <laughs> so we had this discussion before uh, about there's two kinds of literature in the Christian fiction section. Uh, I didn't mean to try and rhyme like that, but I just did. There's there's the the end time books, you know. They have your Left Behind <laughs> series and series. So there there's you know there's 16 of those, and then you know like 100 spinoffs, and then there's like the the Pioneer Woman. If you look, um, you'll see like all these pictures of women with the little Amish bonnets on their heads, and they're trying to make their way. And it's it I I think you could solve two problems at once here by looking at making a new genre for Christian men, and that's like the Christian science fiction. I've talked about this before, maybe even on the podcast here, how Christians don't look to the future. When they look to the future, all they see is the rapture. All they see is the tribulation. All they see is Christ coming. They don't think that, you know, they say, well, it's coming tomorrow. They don't want to think, well, if Jesus comes like 100 years from now, what will we be doing in the meantime? What's Christianity going to look like? You know, because we're very reactionary. We deal with the problems that we have right here, right now. If only we had a time machine. 
If only we had a time machine. Yes. We could go to the future and say, look, crisis isn't coming yet. So we have all these problems here in the middle to deal with, like like cloning, like the zombie apocalypse, like all these things. I'm just getting right, right. You know. But science fiction likes to look at the future and say, look, here's the problem that we're going to have. We need to look at this now. And, and, th- and throw some Jesus in it. Yeah. Yeah. Throw, like, How do we – if we're going to actually start cloning people, and that, this is uh, – popular in science fiction right now. It has been for quite a while. If we look at, you know, what are the moral implications of cloning? Okay, so we haven't really... I, I mean, in real life, I think the as far as we've gotten is, like, uh, stem cell research is bad, you know, and we haven't really looked beyond that and say, you know, well, scientists are crazy. We have mad scientists, right? Uh, just go with me here. Okay. <laughs> and they're going to they're going to clone something yeah. and Robert, eventually Robert they're is gonna talking clone about somebody. Robert is talking about all of these snap judgments other people are making. These are not yes. actually his views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not mine. I don't think all scientists are mad. Um uh, those ones who are, I like them. <laughs> okay. Dr. Forrester, booyah. Anyways, uh I think instead of being reactionary to like Here's a moral problem that's suddenly facing us. What are we going to do about it? Maybe because like technology or science has invented something new, and oh my gosh, I don't think this is right. Plan ahead. Think like okay, well, let's look at these problems. Let's look at science fiction. Let's write some. How are we going to deal with this? How is the church going to handle this? What you know? And I, I see none of that happening in in any kind of realistic or even fantastic way you know, in, in fiction or in reality. So it, it it's frustrating to me as a fan of science fiction as a, and also a Christian that these things aren't being looked at. That, you know, the best we get is, like, we got to land the plane. Oh, and, and don't forget um, <laughs> Satan. He wasn't the, even in this movie. No, I mean uh, other... <laughs> the, there's not a this, problem there. He wasn't this, even in this movie. Not this movie, but, like, other horror, you know, quote-unquote religion. The Exorcist. Yeah. No, which we talked about as a, we did for a Halloween episode a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, a lot of religious, air quotes, films are about the devil is coming back. Yeah. You know, that kind of end times. Instead yeah. of instead of Jesus coming back, it's the devil. Yeah. The Omen. The Omen series. The Omen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're running a little low on time here. Before we move on to TV Corner... Uh, I want to ask you, uh, as I, I previously mentioned, a year ago wrote a missive called Three Reasons Why You Should Not See the Christploitation Film Left Behind. Uh, could you summarize those three reasons for us TLDRs? <laughs> and uh, do you still feel the same way now that you actually did see it um, just today? I would say, yeah. Looking at the the quality of the acting... The script writing, I mean, my, my son Chris were watching and there was a quiet part and it's like, oh, I bet you they're going to have a jump scare. Boom! There was a jump scare. There were more jump scares than were necessary in this he, film. Yeah. And is, so, yeah, there's a couple more reasons right there. I, it's It's been a year since I wrote that, so I, I have to look it over again to remember my original three reasons. Fortunately, um, I have it up on my phone right now. <laughs> Okay, I said, like, one, it was it was just an exploitation movie to get, it, it's a cash grab. so Which turned out not to be true. Yeah, it, well... It grabbed very little cash. It was trying to, but it okay. didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I, I was saying, it seems to me, it said, show your support for Christian-based films and see the movie now. The implied meaning is, show Hollywood they need to make more Christian movies like this. 
and yeah, I don't think we need more I, movies like this. I I I, <laughs> so. agree, I agree. If this had been successful, then Hollywood would have jumped on the bandwagon. So there's I, I listed a whole bunch of other movies like Heaven Is for Real, Mom's Night Out, which are not maybe the best movies, but they made money because they're cheaply made. But this movie, let's see, it was made for. Uh, 16 million and in its third week of release I said it only earned 13 million I said the reason this movie seems to be bucking the trends because it's an awful movie and it was okay yeah I I, I was bored I through the whole thing I, I was I was a little bored but I didn't hate it you know yeah. I hated God's Not Dead and Fireproof yeah I was saying don't run out to this movie to see it just because yeah. it's a Christian film There's... watch it on Netflix if you really like Nicolas yeah. Cage and grown-ups listening to this, feel free to go on YouTube and check out the yeah. YouTube video about Nicolas Cage's agent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, all the ads are like, run out and see this movie or else if this movie fails, we're not going to be able to make any more Christian movies and you'll never see another one in the theater again. That was what was implied. What they, sh- what they should have said is, go see this movie before you're taken up to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't I say it? I was like, man, I think the actual rapture will happen before it happens in the <laughs> <Yes>. movie. <laughs> it was so slow. So, yes. You so, did. here's what I said The end of the world will come at a time no one expects and in a way no one can predict, just as Jesus said in Matthew 24. Like, like I was just reading. In the meantime, Christ-plotation films are, for the foreseeable future, going to keep premiering at the Cineplex. And they, they have been. I just mentioned The War Room, which did pretty good. Just because one falters does not dissuade any other movie producers from making money in the genre. And they have. And that is my prediction. And I was right. I'm a prophet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shall we uh, mosey on over to the TV corner? Let's shall. So we watched Hand of God on yeah. Amazon Prime. That's 67 minutes. I'm not getting back. Yeah, it, it was long. It's, it was long. It like was... all the episodes. I feel like like HBO shows don't run over an hour. Yeah. They feel like, uh, you know, hey, we're going to be on streaming. We can make these things as long as we want. The Longmire yeah. episodes, about yeah. half of them are over an hour. Yeah, which I didn't have a problem with that. Some you couldn't tell, like if it had still been on A&E. It, it like might have been some it could have scenes. Been a leaner, some yeah. scenes would have been cut. Yeah, it could have been a little leaner, but yeah. it was. I still enjoyed the long. Line. Yeah, this show I did not. I didn't either. You could tell the people who wrote it had just utter contempt for literally every character on the show. It's like, like you said, it's like they hated this show. Yeah, <laughs> they hated their own show. Usually, usually, I I was telling Robert's son that this this show is not about religion no this show is an excuse to let ron perlman be a badass that is the whole point of this show and hearing the voice of god through his critically injured son is a mcguffin it 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 was for, for him to order hits on people and to go to his church of dubious quality <laughs> and let's be honest i only saw those two people in in the one episode i could tell the church was shady 
Yeah. Just from just from uh, the the quote yeah. feature. Well, the the wife goes and f- she oh, remembers that's the guy. Wife. He, uh, Ron Perlman's wife. Oh, yeah. Um, Dana Delaney. Dana Delaney. Her, her character goes and she confronts the guy at his church, the pastor there, and finds out he was like a soap opera actor and then he was a con man and now he's running a church. So. Yeah. He's n- and he's not a reformed con man like uh, Steve Martin in Leap of Faith. <laughs> he was... Uh, <laughs> He was he's a shady character through and through and that's a good movie. Have we done that? No, we should do that we after should. I got it on D V D at home. Yeah, let, let's let's put that on the list. All right. That's a good yeah, let's put that on the list. But but this show, oh my goodness. It it seemed like like his his other hardcore show, Sons of Anarchy, got it ran its course. it wasn't cancelled, it was Yeah, it ended it, it, it ended. And I think he got killed. Yes. His character on that yes. show got killed. He, he wasn't in the last season, I don't think. Yeah. So he needed. He wanted to do something yeah. gritty and and, and it, Del Toro it, ain't making Hellboy three anytime soon. No, so so he's no. got to apparently do something during the day. So yeah, and that's what, that's all this seemed like. It was like yeah, he trying was, to trying to do something nitty yeah, gritty and yeah. He was a judge, and I'm not sure. Is it clear? Like, was he ordering people killed and beating people up and before? No, not his before. Epiphany? He was a good judge. Yeah. And then he started hearing the voice of God that was yeah. his son's voice. Yeah. It, and yeah. then started yeah. having, yeah, having what, what fools was, buried in the... Yeah. His his daughter-in-law was raped, which caused his son to commit suicide. To attempt to suicide. To attempt suicide. Yeah. He's he's on a ventilator Life machine. support. Yeah. Through the whole course of the show. And, and we, watch, we watch the first episode, and turns out that... The visions that he was having was were pointing him in the right direction. That um, he he saw this uh, cop, and there there was a sign that said that he was the one who raped his daughter-in-law. And uh, turns out he did because uh, the guy who played the Terminator in the uh, Garrett Sarah Dillahunt. Jane, yeah, the yeah. Sarah Terminator, the Sarah the Sarah Connor Chronicles, not we, Sarah Jane. We wanted to say Sarah Jane because we're Doctor Who fans, but anyways, yeah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, he was the Terminator in there. He is Terminator in this one too, because he does. Yes, he is. He's another another crazy Christian who is yep. dealing out the wrath of God with a record. Yeah, he like finds that cop, ties him up, stabs him, throws him in a pit. But before he dies, he gets a confession out of him. He's like, "Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to? Do you want to co- be Bart co- Simpson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to confess Jesus is your savior? He's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. They made me. They made me rape that girl." He's like, "Who's they? Who's they?" And then that leads to a conspiracy, which of none of us. Of course, there's a conspiracy. Yeah. You got to fill ten episodes somehow. Yeah, we really weren't that interested. Turns out the mayor's talking to this development company who's going to build this development and a uh, company's going to move in a technology company and going to pour a lot of money into the city and the judge had some information that would help this along and they this company yeah, stole I, it yeah, i was a little unclear on what yeah, they the, needed him to sign something for as yeah, a judge yeah so somehow they thought by by raping his daughter this you know i i guess that was like a cover for having uh, the information stolen that was at her house. I don't know. It was really, it was messed up. We, we would have probably, if we sat through all ten episodes, we would have known better what it is. But we didn't. Yeah, it's the the the, the pilot was just it's dreadful. Nobody is likable. Yeah, 
I couldn't sit. It was, you know, that's why we couldn't sit through 10 yeah. episodes of The Leftovers. Yeah. It's like everyone's miserable. Yeah. And why would you want to watch that? So in, Yeah, it, at least in, in this one, they're miserable and they're jerks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no likable characters, no, you know. So we find out at the end, the, the, the one, um, there's this lady who is working for the company that kind of, set things in motion and she was the one who did it and she was in love with the son it it wasn't about the business deal she yeah. was just jealous that he was married yeah what they had was real that's an actual line yeah. that she speaks at the end yeah and so uh dana delaney spoilers dana delaney ends up killing the yeah. the woman and who... gets off scot-free and then they take the kid, they finally, at the end of the last episode, are ready to take the son off the ventilator. And he can breathe on his own. It's a miracle. All of these people are killers, and God saves their son. But then, when they fade to black, you hear beep. So it's like he's alive. Or, or is, is he? he? Dun, yeah. dun, dun. It's like, we'll have to... To not be continued yeah. because this didn't get very good reviews either. Yeah. And I see why. Which is disappointing. When I first heard about this show, I told Robert, dude, Ron Perlman's going to be in this show as a vengeful judge who hears the voice of God. Doesn't that sound awesome? It did sound awesome. And it's not. It's really not. <laughs> so... All I don't right. know. I maybe, think maybe maybe my mind would be different if I sat through all the conspiracy and this and that. No, I, I I genuinely do not care. Yeah. It was that bad. I I really do not care what else yeah. happens on this show. Yeah, it seems like remember remember how basic cable was when we were kids and you know the the like local Pacific access. Blue yeah. and uh, um, Campus Cops. Yeah, this this. <laughs> I think streaming is the new is the new basic is the cable. New USA. Yeah. It's a new basic cable of 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 the 21st century, mm. but yeah, well there have been some good shows that were yeah, like the like the Daredevil show. But if uh Jessica Jones is going to be coming out soon and if with David Tennant, but if you know anything about the Jessica Jones comic. It's not gonna. It's. I mean, if you thought Daredevil was dark, this is gonna be. I I read or somebody saw the first episode at New York Comic Con and and said it was darker than Daredevil. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's possible, but yeah. Well, um, I'm not sure it needs to be, but I'll give it a chance. Uh, well, here in the comic book, David Tennant's character is the Purple Man, and he he uses his mind control powers to make basically sexually abuse Jessica Jones. And it's probably going to be, if that's what they're doing in the show, it's going to be pretty pretty dark. So he's not playing the doctor? No. Okay. No. 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 Not a good guy in any sense of the word. Okay. Very evil man. Okay. So, yeah. And, and this is this is the trend I, I see in television. Like, like uh, even on network TV, you have How to Get Away with Murder, and it's like the main character. Uh, I saw a commercial for it during... Um, Agents of Shield, and it was like the main. There's they're saying all these awful things this character has done, and and it's like, and and this is why we want you to watch the show. It's like, I, I all I, these. Let me let me interrupt horrible you. Horrible people. I was I was under the impression how to get away with murder was more soapy than. Oh, it's all soapy. Yeah, but it's like as opposed to what you were just saying like, about uh, Jessica Jones, which is. 
just gritty and and dark. Yeah, well, they have to make it soapy because they could only go so dark on yeah on network TV. Yeah, so but, I, I get, my point is I don't think. But that's it's a, like the it, best they comparison. said like she she slept with uh, a man while his wife was in the hospital and did all this stuff. Who and among now us she's gonna, hasn't? Now done she's going to kill somebody. Who among us hasn't been there? <laughs> that's the universal experience. Yeah. Well, we have we have all these antiheroes, you know, like like Ron Perlman's character in this. He's, yeah. No, you're right. Even and they superhero keep, shows are like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Yeah. And they're, now they're, you know they're, Arrow. Yeah. Arrow they're, did it first. Yeah. Um, They're getting darker and darker. It's like, how how awful can a person be and you still root for them and watch them every week on TV? You know, um, well, you like the show Hannibal. Guy's a serial killer. I know that's Hannibal. Maybe to some people, that's not why I watch the show. I was never rooting for Hannibal. I was always pulling for Will because the, the, the complexity on Hannibal is... Yeah, and Robert's wife is pointing is holding up a sign that says Dexter, which yeah. I didn't watch because it's about a vengeful serial killer. Yeah, Hannibal was about the mind games and the surrealism and what was going on in the two guys' heads. Okay, so you weren't rooting for Hannibal. No, you were waiting for him to get. No, him. Hannibal is not the hero of the show. Okay, maybe to some people, you know, <laughs> who write slash fiction. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But where have all the heroes gone? Yeah. I guess. And Thank that, goodness for the Flash. Yeah. Uh, well, well uh, Heroes Reborn. That's that was yeah. the slogan. <laughs> where have all the heroes gone? So, and I've been I've been watching that, and there there you have like the good guys fighting the bad guys, and yeah, back to basics. Nice to see. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I have been enjoying the Flash. There's oh, Flash is awesome. Two two episodes, and they yeah. brought. They're doing the Earth Two thing with uh, the other Flash, and yeah, it's it's been cool, it's been cool. But but yeah, my wife felt the same way about the Arrow. She's like, I don't I don't want to watch the Arrow. Only those shows where Flash shows up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Arrow's premiere was was better. Last year was a little weak, but the the, well, the first episode of this season was was. Well, you always got to give a show a uh, sci-fi show time to find its legs, and yeah, it, no, the Arrow started strong. They just had. The worst thing you can say is Arrow season three wasn't quite as good as season one and two. It yeah. wasn't bad, but it was it it started strong and did yeah. really yeah. Well, okay, so that says we talk about the end times and yeah. we've come to our final judgment. Yes. So, what's your final judgment on Left Behind, uh, the remake? I honestly, I liked the Kirk Cameron one more. It was okay. I I think we've gone to the rapture well one too many times yeah now we're remaking them and (laughs) uh, it was it's okay i I mean kind of like noah don't don't go expecting to see a super religious movie go to see nicholas cage scowling and landing a plane yeah you know go to see if you want to watch that scowling and driving a boat if you want to see nicholas cage scowling and landing a plane go red con air and a double feature, double feature, Nicolas Cage on a plane, Con Air and Left Behind. There you go. I'll make it a single feature, Con Air. 
I, I, I stick with my original assessment I had before I actually watched the movie. I'm like, don't go see it. Yeah, it's, it's a little dry. It's, it's not it's a great slow. film. It's, it's slow. Nicolas Cage has made better action movies about landing an airplane. So. And Honeymoon in Vegas where he parachutes out of one. Yeah. There you go. All right. And your final judgment on Hand of God. The less said, the better. Yes, I think I think that's been my final judgment on a yeah, couple. It, it's bad. It's, it's I I really didn't like it. It's trying to be sensational for sensationalism's yes. sake. Yes, yes, and it, it, there's not enough substance there to to keep you interested or hooked. Yeah, so. it's very superficial and too. Their religion was a MacGuffin. Yeah. So all right. So I think that does it for episode 41. And Next time uh, we are uh, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, I know I am on record as saying that I thought Star Wars would have to be our last episode because there wasn't anywhere to go after that. Robert has changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. With with all the excitement and we're kind of getting excited. Don't tell any of my other Star Wars friends, but I'm looking forward to seeing Spectre more than The Force Awakens. Okay, so keep it a secret, Mike. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the same boat, <laughs> but uh, I'm still I I'm still excited to see another Star Wars movie. I've been a Star Wars fan for the last how old am I? I'm 40 for the last 37 years. So we're going to do our own Star Wars trilogy for the next three episodes. The next three months, we're going to be looking at Star Wars, and and for next time, we're going to be looking at um, just the prequels. No, <laughs> no. No one will. Li- no people will stop listening to us. A few people who do will never listen to us again. And and I, I've said my piece about that. How I I honestly enjoy them. So, and no one else does. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat that horse anymore. But we are gonna look at the, like Joseph Campbell and how his work on uh, mythology worked its way into the Star Wars films, and um, how the characters in the film and the text of the film itself, how they look at religion. You know, Han Solo is like. Nothing beats a good blaster at your side, kid. You know, that sort of thing. And um, just for fun, it, there's probably no religious content. Actually, there's one thing I could say about it, but that's an excuse enough to do it. The old cartoons, the old school Ewoks and Droids cartoons, just for nostalgia's sake. It would probably be a five-minute TV corner. Which means I actually have to sit through more than the uh, 30 seconds of the opening <laughs> that I, I tried watching <laughs> them, and I had to stop. Well, if you look hard enough, you can find the, the whole series somewhere on the internet. But uh, I, I actually have, I'll, I'll let you borrow, like, the actual, you, you they did. actually released, uh, oh, the, the, okay. the, the official DVDs. You, you can watch, like, an episode or two, you know, I'll watch them, but they're fun. Good old-fashioned fun. So, until next time, this is uh, Robert saying, keep the faith. And Mike saying, peace out.